Hi everybody! Welcome to the season finale of Stush and Bush. A Caribbean podcast on Caribbean happenings, overall mix-up and blend-blend with a queer twist. With a queer twist, and shout out to me who took two minutes to say welcome to the season finale of... Two minutes and like five tries. Yeah, that's fine. Stush and Bush, y'all, is for all your aunties, your grandmothers who not only send food up for you, but cook the food, freeze it, pack it in the suitcase, and then set it up for you. So pack it in the suitcase, in between the panties and the socks, and, and sectioned off in one side, where it's like wrapped in in um in, in parchment paper, paper, then wrapped in <laughs> parchment paper, then, then wrapped in foil, then wrapped in newspaper, then wrapped in plastic, then taped over, and then... And then wrapped in the clothes. <laughs> Yes, close. And then she honestly, my I, listen. Uh, my friend was uh, spending some time with me, and me just see how friend we- knows who he is. <laughs> oh, hey, friend, how you doing? Um, I feel like everybody knows who the friend is. Anyway, um, but this person brought like a whole like tote bag filled with frozen foods, like. Uh, he's from Guyana, so like Guyanese fry rice, mm-hmm. Guyanese rum cake, Guyanese f- curry, 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 curry goat, curry goat. Are they curry goat or the curry chicken? I believe they call it Do not say it. Shut, shut up. <laughs> I believe it is called goat curry. <laughs> um, Indo-Caribbean representation on the podcast because allegedly the girls get upset when I bash the Indo-Caribbeans. So we just want to make sure that we're we're uh, offering some representation for the girls today. This is this is this is your representation, girl. This, 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 <laughs> this is, is the representation. This is as far as you go. Robert said, "Goat curry." That's <laughs> 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 as far as the allyship card goes. <laughs> Don't look forward oh to this shit gosh. in season four, y'all, because I ain't got time for it. Oh my gosh! Listen, but yeah, so like. This person just had a bunch of frozen food, and I just couldn't help but admire. And it's well frozen, do you know? Well Well frozen. That is at least six hours plus on the plane. Girl, because how much is the flight from Guyana to New York? How long is the flight from Guyana to New York? We never go from Guyana to New York. I'm in a new one. But the flight from Trinidad to New York is six plus hours. Guyana's is six hours and thirty-eight minutes. So you know that you know that you know that bad. Right. You know, I mean, you know we're, we're both over there in the close to South America region. So I couldn't imagine that. Right. Right. A trip all the way over there to Guyana would be yeah. harder. Um, but our beaches are better, so it's fine. Girl, girl, actually, are okay. Do people like? What's 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 Guyana tourism like? Maybe we like, should not a beach fight. Are we doing a beach fight? Not a not a beach fight. Always a beach fight. Um. Anywho. Yes. Right. Listen. Uh, All this. I say, remember that mm-hmm. around this time, mm-hmm. uh, and I and like I've told y'all this before, but like you know, COVID has fucked up the entire situation, y'all. Truly, I should have or should be receiving a suitcase with puncha cream and some Trinidadian black cake in it. Now, my great aunt, okay? My mm-hmm. Trinidadian great aunt 
makes this black cake that will kick the fucking socks out of anybody, right? Mm-hmm. I'm willing to say that um, everyone else's black cake is utter shit, and my great aunt's black cake is the best black cake out there on the planet. It's nice, it's delicious, it's mm-hmm. fudgy, and mm-hmm. it has enough whole black cherries in it for me to go, so you mm-hmm. just didn't want to cut this up? But okay, that's fine. We don't need it. Mm-hmm. It's it's it. superb. Okay, superb. And, you and can't all get it because of COVID. Yeah, you know. Oh, and, and, and also, like, I don't think we're holding enough space for like the labor of love that it takes to cook the food, mm-hmm. and then to freeze it, but also to wrap it in such a way where like you take so much of your suitcase space doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you display mm-hmm. shit to be able to fit that. This is why the TSA can't see Listen. it because they Listen. don't even know there's food in there. It's wrapped too high. It, it, girl, it's too it not, nice. It not, it not come up on the machine. It just not gonna come That's up. That's just rolled up socks. It, it, child, let me tell you Watch something. When I, when I was coming to the states for the first time back in 2000 and maybe 12, I was visiting family, and I remember. My mother having a suitcase solely dedicated. That was back in the day where they could have two suitcases, you know, for free. Mm. So, oh. um, but like I had like one suitcase with clothes and all my other stuff, and then the other suitcase, frozen aki. Important. Yeah. Yes. Right. Frozen aki, frozen kalalu. Yeah, important. Frozen patty. Important. Like, like, all the essentials. Assorted sweeties and chips. <laughs> so, like, I just the, the fact that when I saw my friend with 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 um uh uh his own with with all these frozen foods, I was like, you know, Caribbean people still doing it, <clears throat> still doing it because like I can like fried rice. You're going to freeze fried. You're going to freeze white rice too, you know. She freeze white rice. And I'm like, so that he didn't have to boil his own white rice, girl. I, I, I listen. The, the labor, labor of love. love. I I just have to say, I love all these aunties, family members who are all here doing this work. Y'all are important. You are important for the preservation of the Caribbean diaspora. Tonks. So shabu shafi uno. Uno. Uno gets to shambush to the girl. Uno. Yeah. I, I'll, yeah, listen. I don't know what we need to do, but like, if, if the good, like, listen, do I need to charter a barrel so that she can sign <laughs> me up my one black cake? <laughs> just one barrel with the back cake and just send it up. Come give me, please. Uh, Oh just my god! Seven foot barrel. We just have one little piece. We're just of, one, one and black cake on a bubble wrap. <laughs> um, oh my gosh! Speaking of which, we need to pack one barrel, you know. I you, you have been saying this, but just yeah. like Patsy, you haven't even started. So what the I, fuck are you going to go do? Well, that's because I canceled my flight. I was supposed to go back to Jamaica last What's week that? or two weeks ago. There are so many cur- like. We haven't... Who is talking about this? <clears throat> I don't know. But 
I think that as we continue to move through <laughs> Miss Rona times, mm-hmm. uh, we haven't necessarily like assessed the impact or the loss that Corona has inflicted on Caribbean community, um, its ability to be truly transnational um, Mm -hmm. and to allow for that movement of people and goods um, as well. Because I don't have black cake. Now... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. What? Like, no, no, but I okay. But like, okay, okay, listen. <clears throat> but here's the thing, though, right? It's like, sure, I can get black cake from someplace else, but like a part of the family tradition, even Ooh. though we don't call it that, is that like, she'll go send up some black cake, mm-hmm. or she's going to come here and make it herself. Right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and this is mm-hmm. the first year in in, in eons. <laughs> wow, eons, <clears throat> eons that we won't have this thing. Right, so now, oh my, so so much is coming up for me right now. But like now, what when we think about diaspora, its mm-hmm. formation, how it's shaped, and how it's sustained, it's impacted. Of course. The ways that diaspora has functioned is impacted because of a lack of mobility. And Mm -hmm. we, and like, yes, this exists on levels of, um, of, um, immigration and, and, and being able to get true, but in the avenues that were like, were pre-established, those Mm -hmm. have also been impacted as well. And it's like the girls out here, um, might be feeling a different sensation in their bodies this year, when the thing is, <laughs> listen, don't get me started on why it's important for me to have cornmeal porridge at least once a month. Okay. Because okay. if I don't have it, my body's going to go, you're missing something. And sometimes it is like, the same way that Spongebob needs a Krabby Patty to be fueled, I need cornmeal porridge to be fueled, girl. I can't it's live without it. It's cornmeal porridge is your source of... Is is the is a thing that has to be fueled? Is your crabby patty? It's interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna hold that real quickly Mm -hmm. because what I want to also add to the to the the how COVID has essentially disrupted (laughs) so much parts of the Caribbean diaspora. I know everybody can't send money to Western Union. I get in a girl, (laughs) girl. People are yard feed them, but they go feel different when the Christmas money shots. Yeah. Come on, girl. Yeah. The Christmas money might shot the area. Yeah. I mean, the the barrel is not in production. Girl. The barrel is 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 not in production. And the West the Western Union lines are looking short. You're right. Yes. 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 I know it's not because the Western Union app is finally working. It's not that I'm screaming. Girl, that Western Union app was not working from like 2013 to 2020. Girl, it's antithetical girl. to Western Union's foundation to have an app. <laughs> I'm ju- I'm just putting it out there. Like, I I get why you want to say it. No, no, it it's it's antithetical to it. No, you you can't. We we are at least two decades away from the app actually working. Girl. I'm calling it. I'm calling it right now. We need to um. We need to start a fund to um, restore the Caribbean diaspora and the Caribbean home because of COVID. Who's making this black game? You not get your black right. 
I mean, I, I, I some people that I get there, we're sending their money. So all that I go go. I'm screaming. Are you letting the girls know ahead of time? I'm letting the girls know. <laughs> Is I am letting, message? girl. Hey, if, hey, I look at grandma listen to my podcast, you know. Hey, me say. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> just play this card and short. go. Listen, girl. You uh, okay? But honestly, though, n- not even to get into my personal finances, but Christmas don't come until January, girl. Because girl, now that now now that I only get paid once a month, girl. Girl. Now now that I only Wait. get paid once a month. The girls are going to be, you know, waiting. Okay, three kings days when you go get your gift, girl. It's girl. We don't have time to talk about this. <laughs> How do you get paid? <laughs> Could never be me. <laughs> <laughs> like you, I just. I love that you love your job, and that's important. Yes. Oh my god. Um. Anyway, so let's um move let's into the something Um. Today's uh, symphony comes from Nadia Ellis's uh, article Out and Bad Toward a Queer Performance Hermeneutic in Jamaican Dance Hall. Um, <laughs> I I was like, testing I, out I, my. You said out and bad? I was like, <laughs> out and bad? <laughs> bad. It's out and bad. Um, and then I tried to transition into like my Caribbean news network. Um, a different type of CNN uh, anchor voice, but I don't think the girls are going for it. Anyway, um, if Nadia's name sounds familiar, that is because we cited her book, Territories of the Soul, Queered Belonging in the Black Diaspora, uh, in episode one of the season, Rose Khan, Rose Belly. And not because Nadia Batson is an amazing Soka dancer, okay? Not to be confused with Nadia Batson. Thank you. You keep doing this, and <laughs> this is why... I did it the last time, didn't I? You did, and this is why Nadia Ellis is probably going to go, no, I'm not coming on the podcast to talk about <laughs> her amazing book. Anyway, um, so that's what we're reading from. We're, we're, we're reading from this article. It was published in Small Axe Journal. It's a Caribbean journal uh, back in July 2011. Um, and... I think that this is going to open us into a s- interesting conversation, and, and as always, something for Nam necessarily is a backdrop to the conversation. Something that like helps inform how we think about these things, but like it's just additional information and might not always speak to the topic. Um, yeah. But with that being said, I'm reading from pages eight to ten of this article. Um, I'm not going to read the entire thing. So there are going to be parts where it's like, if you go and read it, you're going to be like, what the fuck was he reading? And I'm like, listen, it's fine. Um, but there are just like a few interesting points I want to draw out for the girls today. Um, and also, as always, encouraging you to like get the article and read it. And like, if you need it, we will send it to you because like it is a fucking amazing book. It's a great article. Um, article. You know, we'll, we'll link it. We, we'll be linking. Right. So here I am. Uh, Elephant Man's rise, accompanied by several lesser gods, hilarious, uh, including the intriguing phenomenon uh, of the dancehall boy bands, Voicemail and T.O.K., the latter of which uh, prophylactically produced the anti-gay Chichiman as one of their first hits. 
It was a moment in which the emphasis on dance seemed to liberate a certain form of Jamaican masculine high-spiritedness. And then she continues, his his heterosexuality, and uh, she's talking about Beanie Man here, was always joyful and witty, indulgent, and as uh, highly lacquered as his bright yellow Humvee. But even this exuberance was not the same uh, as I was experiencing in the street dances of the mid-2000s, if only because Beanie did not always ask us to dance. Emphasizing the dance in dance hall enabled a loosening of the strictures around masculine expression. We had moved from Bounty Killer's incredulity on the cusp of the new millennium that tight pants come in again. So five years later, tight pants being exactly the thing that bad men wore. Ooh, bad men. Ooh. Bad, bad men. <laughs> um, <laughs> which tight pants bring me to the project at hand, namely the development of a queer hermeneutic for popular performance in the Caribbean, especially in Jamaican dance hall. The tight pants, of course, are monotony a metaphorical placeholder for a field of larger consequences and denser contradictions. Me almost done, so I'm gonna calm down here. Continuing on page nine, she goes, <laughs> which is how the phrase out and bad comes to mind as a summation of the intrigue and the possibilities of queer dance hall hermeneutic. Within dance hall, out and bad implies a certain form of glamour and confidence the phrase designates someone who is unabashed about his skills and looks, who enjoys prominence and spectacle, whose confidence is wed to an investment in being the center of attention. Out and bad also, felicitously, a yoking of two discrete discursive fields, both being U.S.-style queer politics and Jamaican masculine uh, imperatives, the result is a syncretic interpretive concept that sums up what is what it means to do queer analysis on Jamaican cultural text in the globalized context. Um, so I'm just going to end here before we sort of like get into our little debrief on this little something. Mm-hmm. Um, on page 10, she goes, on reflection, this development seems obvious. What could be badder? fiercer, braver, more unaccountably acting with impunity than, say, male cross-dressing in Jamaica. A drag queen is one of the purest forms of masculine testing of limits, fiercer even in a context in which testing those limits can result in dire physical consequences, as has been reported in the Jamaican newspaper several times in the last half decade. Um... Mm. And so there we end. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, why did we do this something for now? Um, today, we want to talk about what has been coming up on the timelines in various mm-hmm. spaces. Uh, that being um, Major Hype's ex-wife, I believe, or ex-girlfriend um, coming out with allegations of domestic violence. Um, which really sort of like got us thinking um, again of how is it that seemingly masculine, uh, heteronormative, heterosexual Jamaican men fi- like, 
find themselves in wigs also with a great deal of protection um, and sort of like how masculinity isn't questioned here, but then also to think about the, like the, I don't know if irony is the word, but like I want to say the irony or the, the something insert word here that might be more appropriate troubling of mm-hmm. uh, men in wigs, the emulating of femininity and then also the violence imparted on the bodies of uh, women and femmes. So that's where we ended up sort of like asking that question. Uh, And Ellis actually says something about this later on uh, in her article. She says that she's talking uh, to one of her Jamaican friends who, quote, uh, had told me that everybody knows there are certain spaces where gay men can express themselves in dancehall as comedians, as dancers, some of the most famous reggae dance innovators, the kind that get name-checked in dance hall songs, were supposedly gay, end quote. Um, oh, oh shit, yeah. Jump uh, We are not aware. We are, <laughs> we are not aware of uh, who, but listen, sis said, let me go on down to Jamaica real quick for this little research trip, or maybe personal trip, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And she said, let me sit here and gather this tea. And the girl went out to the clubs, and she, she gathered did. the tea accordingly, honey. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the the question that I want us to sort of like center on in, in the beginning of this discussion is how exactly is it that men in the dance hall scene... Um, those who are dancing these dances uh, that Ellis posits reads as queer. Um, Mm -hmm. How are these men who are, you know, bleaching their skin in tight pants, in Mm -hmm. bright pants, (laughs) with like really interesting and and expressive uh, hairstyles, free Mm -hmm. from a backlash of homophobia? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right and <sighs> girl, very what cool. is it? What what's, like, what's that about? What is it? I don't know, girl. I don't know. Um, I'll offer before we. Well, I mean, we're gonna answer it, but like I, when I went to Jamaica for eight hours, cause that's a thing that people do for some reason. Visit a whole ass island for eight hours. Yeah. Um. Very simple. <laughs> very wild um <laughs> abolish the cruise industry please uh, but anywho i went to jamaica for a half hour and i remember this man uh uh we we we, we just we just rented like some shady ass taxi you know we're jamaican so we <laughs> that we were offered that kind of safety to just be like all right we're going here so we we traveled to a place and this man will be the slimmest individual you will have ever met in your life mm. right and in my weird, one cute little yes queen blows. I'm screaming. <laughs> and them pants tight, girl. Like y- 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 the pants tight, girl. It tights. It it really tights. Girl, it tights. Clarification: Did the blouse actually say yes queen on it, or like was it serving yes queen? Oh, that's a really good. That's a really good clarification. It was serving yes queen. It okay. was bejeweled. Ooh. 
um with i don't remember what the what it was inscribed with but it was bejeweled um i have a similar shirt that says yes queen and that's bejeweled so that's probably what i'm linking it to but (laughs) it was very yes queen and it was bejeweled and him just did a chop a chop coconut right Mm. and i give it and i sell with coconut and i sell with guinea and I'm talking about how I'm a bad man, or how I'm a this, or how I'm a that. Yeah. And then I was, it was it was a very interesting thing. I was like, oh yeah, cool. And I mean, me, I'm saying, if you, if me, if you do it, you are do. It not go board well for me. So all oh, that work. Why right. for that? You have the same luck. Mm? Right. Why? Why, why do they have, don't have the same luck? I don't know. Why? What? What is it? Did they receive something in in the orientation manual uh, when they decided to just go steal queerness um, from them? Like we can do this better. Um, was it in the training manual <laughs> when when they receive their, their tight pants and go, okay, you're a size thirty four. Well, these are size twenty eight pants. So get ready. Um, like, was it that I? I'm also, you know, sort of like wrapping up a ghetto-ass semester, um, and I'm I'm thinking a lot about masculinity and the, the things that sort of like market, and I mean, maybe all we needed to do was like, just like put you behind a stall and like put a cutlass in your hand or a machete, <laughs> um, and like symbols and objects carry meaning. Right. Yeah. So like is there something about like the chopping of the coconut and, and like the way that it happens that like allows like mm. I'm just asking questions at this point because I don't Me know. Too. Me too. Because like chopping is rather violent and like let's, you know, sort of like put the to you know, to, to be very binary to actually in this moment. Like think <laughs> about I, I, I listen. It, Come it, on, it's, binary. It, <laughs> it, listen, it's a mode of analysis. The, the girls can say what they want to say, but like the analysis will fit. Um, a woman, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Wielding a cutlass, mm-hmm. chopping coconut. How does she show up? If if we close our eyes right now and read along the bias grain, bitch, read along that, <laughs> lean into it, ho, right? The cutlass masculinizes people. Right? Yeah. So, although, like, people in the fucking dance hall aren't holding fucking cutlass when they're dancing, this is one of those areas where Not it's like... Not you saying when they're dancing, because Loki... <laughs> Wait! I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen. Now you now you say they leave their their their, their cutlass in. They just check, put the girl. cutlass in the umbrella <laughs> coat check and they go, okay, I'm gonna put this out here and then I'm gonna pick it up and I go back outside. Because listen, every listen. Caribbean just randomly has it. And and it's always rusty. It's <laughs> never clean or sharp. Well, it, it's sharp, but it's rusty. Listen. Um and, and, and you're right. cutting fruit with that, but we won't go there. Um Wow. What a tangent. Um, <laughs> I know. You, and what's wild is you said, like, we're going to answer. But, like, girl, I don't have an answer for this. Right? Like, I... Yeah. I th- th- <laughs> that, that's a lie. I have the beginning of an answer for this. But, like, it isn't necessarily found in Ellis's reading. I feel like it's a combination of things that I've read outside. Um of this article and sort of like lived experience where it's like 
you just know as a queer person that you don't have access to yeah. that that like queerness in terms of identity yeah separate from the queerness in terms of like the uh fluidity and the uh, like the ability to move in between things uh, as masculine men specifically in the context of Jamaican dance hall have right like Ellis points to a testing of those limits, right? Now, if we use her example uh, and we we have the drag queen, the drag queen as someone who tests the boundaries of that, right? I have to wonder what someone who is, you know, doing drag and is queer, uh, identity-wise, sort of like puts themselves at risk in testing those limits of masculinity as opposed to people like Major Hype. As opposed to people like Prince Marnie who plays Susan um, or Quite Perry, right? Like, I completely forgot about Susan. I, listen, Susan, I haven't heard from Susan in a long time, but I love her. Um, yeah. These seemingly, although maybe not all of them on the list are heterosexual, uh, seemingly <laughs> heterosexual men who put on wigs uh, and perform a certain type of drag um, mm-hmm. are also testing limits. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen in reading comment sections or just sort of like having an understanding of like how they operate in pop culture today uh, mm-hmm. to be on the receiving end or, or backlash of this masculine limit boundary testing. So I'm confused, frankly, yeah. of like what's going on there. Girl, <laughs> I want to say I'm not confused, not because I understand, but just mm-hmm. because should be complicated. Yeah. Um, and and as you're talking about like these comedians, what's coming up for me is that this. Uh, the, Another space, which I don't necessarily think is very different from dancehall, um, they, where I find that like somehow uh, cis men, cis masculine men are Im- immunized or not immunized, Jesus Christ. Uh, well, actually, oh, the, oh. let me do that one. Let me do that one. Yeah. <laughs> immunized from uh, the <laughs> from homophobia. Uh, I was gonna go but, like the virus of homophobia, but I'm not gonna do all that. That's that Um. In theater, it it shows up a lot in theater, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like, um, and it shows up in theater in, in a few different ways. Where it's like we have the hyper feminized uh, man, such as like Shibata, and everybody knows Shibata. Everybody loves Shibata. Me love Shibata. Me, I mean, I've been bullied uh, with Shibata. I mean, Shibata was how I got bullied, but um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. and then and then there is the other folks, right? Mm-hmm. The other men who would dress up. Or would kind of like and whenever I play dance or music on the stage, you see them the Monday, I do the little the little sway, like whatever. Dance dance yeah. comes in the theater and allows for that similar immunizing, essentially, right? Yeah. And and, and, and at the same time, in the theater, feminized men or or I'm talking about Shibata. I'm I'm only referring to Shibata in this moment. <laughs> Does receive something, but also receive some kind of admiration or some kind of liking. Yeah. Uh, and from my personal experience, mostly from like women and femmes, 
saying, well, this is great. And I just like how he is because he's representing me. Is Shavara's pronouns he, him? I, I, I don't know. But, you know, if you raised not, an interesting point about theater also being one of... Because, like, we're also yeah. pointing to, uh, from way back when, cultural artifacts that are produced, mm-hmm. right? And what mm-hmm. gets preserved, what we can understand and, like, pull from society or, like, understandings of society by uh, music, media, and theater, uh, to mm-hmm. name a few. So, mm-hmm. 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 the... um. A thing that I'm, I'm coming up with right now is mm. Oliver Samuels. Frankly, oh. yeah, I'm getting ready to leave the girls shook. I don't know. But, like, Oliver Samuels, to me, doesn't explicitly read as queer. And at the same time, I wouldn't mind having Oliver Samuels be my queer uncle. Right? Like, <laughs> me, like truly, I am, like claiming the Oliver Samuels gunkle identity right now. Mm-hmm, Gay mm-hmm. uncle. Um, because... <laughs> right? Because... July 28th is National Gunkle Day. Um, <laughs> do, not ask, do not ask me why I know that. But you know. Um, I know. I mean, I have a nephew, so... <laughs> so, like, he comes up for me as well in this moment. It's like, well, what mm-hmm. about him? Right? Yeah. The... Here, 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 here's what I think is a part of the answer. Pause. Just for anybody who doesn't know Oliver Samuels, please go on YouTube and type in Class of 73. I, Oliver Samuels has a bunch of amazing works, but if, like, he's an actor, he's an amazing actor, and he's, yeah. he's truly has, like, shifted Jamaican theater in, like, like truly. He's, he's yeah. just been a, a, a trailblazer. Um, so... If you want to watch a play by him for Christmas with your family, watch Class of 73. And then later on, just explore Oliver Samuel because he also has like tidbits that he's performed in. I love how right. you're just pushing your agenda on your podcast. I, I am. I want the girls to watch Class um, of 73. Sure. And, and and for the girls who are like, Kadeem, don't give me a fucking assignment because um, <laughs> the play them long. Uh, watch the tidbits, and when you watch the tidbits, you'll be invested, and, and like you'll want to see him in class of seventy three, which is also a really good play. Um, yeah. but patriarchy, <laughs> duh, uh, is the thing that comes up for me. Uh, not mm-hmm. connected to something finam, and and forgive me for not having the author, but it it, it comes from, um, love punani bad, <laughs> sexuality oh, and punani gender bad. in oh, the dance hall. I'm Sorry. tired of you. Uh, it, you want it's me to a... sing while you're you're love punani nani love punani nani love punani bad love. I, that's actually not, I, the love punani part is a song, but I, I don't remember. It just came up for me when you said that title. I'm pretty sure that if so, I okay. Um, love punani nani love punani. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I just want to read the part about patriarchy. Um. <laughs> In post-colonial, and um, I'm, I'm quoting here, quote, in post-colonial societies such as Jamaica, gender stratification operates in a framework of patriarchy that can be clearly defined as a system or society reflecting values underpinning the traditional male ideal. It is masculinism, um, or masculism, sorry, 
in a in a political context and it is supported by all the institutions operating within that system or society patriarchy is not only male dominance in its strictest sense but also a persistent ideology of male superordination right superordination that both men and women maintain consciously and unconsciously in this system both men and women are victims However, a male hegemonic worldview ranks and rewards men over women on the basis of gender. Patriarchy as a system produces and reproduces a set of personal, social, and economic relationships that enable men to have power over women and the services they provide. Right? Mm. It's always just helpful rem- and, and amazing and, and refreshing to like, have like a very succinct uh, definition of patriarchy. And then also for it to be contextualized in Jamaican society. Because yeah. I believe what's happening here is that the power that heterosexual cis men hold by the fact that they are just cis men, gives them the privilege and the ability uh, to put on that wig and to be free from it. Now, can I, like, identify, like, how power is assigned? Not necessarily, because it's like, well, if, if that's the case, then, like, why not? But I believe when I think about queer and trans people in the Caribbean and Caribbean diaspora, um in your homes, like this, like, like this doesn't have to be sort of like, like massive, you know, sort of like global scale shit. It's can be actually very simple. Mm-hmm. Queer and trans people make space for other people to live their lives. Mm-hmm. I believe that I spoke mm-hmm. about this on the podcast before, but it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I was the first person in my home to like start dyeing my hair and growing my hair out because, you know, Jamaican in the diaspora, nice shot, Ball head pick me them, <laughs> grease up with Vaseline is the standard, you know, Jamaican pick me. Yeah. And then I was like, mm, I want to dye my hair like orangey brown and like I want to grow it out. Yeah. I think because I did that, my brother then had space to sort of grow his hair out and, and do some locking, not locking urban youth yeah. situation. I don't know what's going on over there. But he he doing something, okay? Now, listen, I don't give a fuck. I'm saying this because can I connect me, the the work, scary quotes, work that I did to make that space Mm -hmm. uh, for him, a cishet, to live his life, uh, to to, to grow out his hair, to express himself in that way? Can I link Mm -hmm. that to what Ellis talks about with with, uh, drag queens in Jamaica? testing mm-hmm. the boundaries of masculinity and making space for cishet Jamaican men to put on their wig like Major Hype, like Prince Marnie. Mm. I think the- that's what's going on. Major Hype wears wigs? Yes. Oh, yes! Major yes. Hype <laughs> mixed <laughs> with the I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. Do you yes. have me you out here thinking I'm talking about the wrong correct. person, bitch? Oh my god. You are 100% correct, girl. My apologies. Um, <sighs> Girl. The queerness be opening the world for these girls. Right? Yeah, we receive uh, violence. 
And yet we receive I just think about all the cishet people, which is not a lot, um, that I have as friends. Um, <laughs> I don't keep their company. <laughs> I don't know you. Um, <laughs> don't tell Terry Crews that girl. <gasps> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I because find I- that like <laughs> We're like, damn, yeah. But I find that, you know, it, it's it's interesting when I see my cishet friends respond to excitement with a yas queen. Mm-hmm. Or, or when my cishet friends be like, uh, just doing like the, the queer talks, essentially. Girl. Um, I love and when, especially like my Jamaican cishet friends mm-hmm. um, of all genders when we put on the yeah girl, a side girl, girl on, like when we put on that persona, yeah, it, it's it's almost as if that persona itself, that performance itself transcends <laughs> the, the 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 gender there. Mm-hmm. But yet, uh, in 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 other spaces outside of like whatever our friendship spaces are, not all of us would be afforded that same safety that yeah. the same would be. Girl. But there is something about queerness that allows for, I don't know, the the the, the, the norm to be so expansive mm-hmm. um, at our at, at queer people's own risk or or detriment. Yeah. Or you know, and, and like that shows up in the Caribbean. At some point, the equation power plus privilege equals oppression sort of like is useful. And if we're and if I were a mathematics bitch, I'd be able to break that down for y'all in 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 reverse. I believe the girls call it proofs, but I did not do well in maths, um, and I still don't because oh, no. I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> gays don't count, but then that Girl, erases the gays in STEM. College, and I didn't. Why, I'm I'm glad you didn't because this <laughs> wouldn't be happening. <laughs> I'm gonna go like, eh. <laughs> so you crunch numbers, wild, um, but. Power plus privilege equals oppression, I think, comes into play here because sometimes it's sort of like, uh, sometimes it's sort of, sort of like simple, basic, we'll say, to identify where power is held up, where, where power is stored, and uh, to s- see and understand the privilege as being an unearned sort of advantage in this moment to then equal the oppression of people mm. outside of that system. So, like, yes, that equation helps us here uh, because it terms and defines outcomes. At the same time, it's baffling me how it's still possible, mm. right? And it's like... Mm-hmm. The girls love to talk about how, you know, allyship and, and solidarity and, and string of power can factor in here. But, like, what does that look like in this moment? I don't know. Yeah. If, I don't know if, if we need to answer that question yet, but to complicate it a little bit more and get into our first topic, even like we announced it, you know, earlier to, like, like really just go into it. Um, girl, girl, this is our fourth topic, bitch. Like, we... <laughs> <laughs> listen, the podcast is just starting. Just <laughs> starting. Um, so uh, this past week, the girls on Twitter, uh, or Instagram, were the girls 
in general platforms, we're talking about Major Hype. Now, now Major Hype has been one of those sort of like Jamaican cultural icons who has been out here recently in the diaspora producing yeah. some videos uh, that sort of like span all the dialects of, um, of the Caribbean in, in a really great way. Now, one would think that because I am also Trinidadian that I would be able to do that twang, but I can't. Um, so he, he be out here. Um, and, and then he also throws in Honduran in there, which is like strange, but go off. Um, whatever. Uh, his ex-wife, I Why believe. Why you little girls in the, the little Honduras girl? I, What's that about? Move, <laughs> moving on. Um, uh, his his ex wife came out recently in a series of like videos that were posted to Twitter, is where I saw it, and I believe also Instagram and like other places, um, alleging that like he had you know uh, abused her um, and like essentially made it possible for her to be hospitalized because of what he had done, yeah. right? So. Yeah. There is and and one, there is a conversation about Jamaican masculinity going on that I believe to be only happening. Uh I want to use the word surreptitiously, but I don't know what that word is, but whatever. Surreptitiously. Maybe I, I hope to God I'm using the word right Surrep- surreptitiously. You're, you're you were in the mic, girl. <laughs> you don't think the girls girl, heard I you was at all? Watching the mic, child. I don't think they heard you. Um, <clears throat> but like, whatever, word or not, uh, mm-hmm. a conversation that's only happening among cis uh, Jamaican men, Caribbean men at large. Yeah, and then a larger conversation about domestic violence. Um. And the role that men at large have to play in that. And then a third one that I think is like happening, sort of, kind of, but like not necessarily, which is like why we're here and what we'll focus on is the aspects of queerness, the use of that stretching and that mobility of queerness that is in direct contention with the violences that he visited upon his ex-wife. Yeah. And I feel like that's where like we come in. Cause like I don't like I don't think folks are like talking about him being in a wig, him being Mitzi with a Z, right? In sort of like his like public persona, uh, mm-hmm. the way that he emulates women um is free from that backlash, right? Exist in this space of like openness and 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 testing and and stretching of masculinity, um, to then also be so violent towards his ex-wife. Yeah, that bridge right there needs some problematizing. Yeah, you know the part that um, just for more context, the part that gets me too. Um, that I think allows for this is it, that <laughs> adds more is is kind of like his response to these allegations, right? Girl, um, the Bible quotes. <laughs> yeah, and in addition to these Bible scriptures, so he's like, you know, uh, 
there was a leaked sex tape of um, Kirby. Um, and uh, he denies it. He mm. also said that like he, he denies that he leaked it. it. He did. He denies that he leaked it mm-hmm. while admitting that he did go through her phone. Um, mm-hmm. And he said that he was basically the real victim here because he was abused mm-hmm. uh, by this individual, by Kirby. Um, and then he ended his life by saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Mm-hmm. Quintessential my soul. <laughs> man verse, right? Like, mm-hmm. the thing that mm-hmm. is, is is clear, um, mm-hmm. all of the Jamaican evangelists from the island know that next to the bad man gun is his Bible. Yes. Girl, every Jamaican bad man, and I've met a few in my life. <laughs> I've dabbled in the Jamaican bad men. Yeah. <laughs> but like every single Jamaican bad man have that little blue Psalms book. The New Testament Psalms and um, like that little mini verbs. one girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all. Like, y'all, y'all, y'all are from the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. It's a staple in the home. It come it's in orange. It come in green. It come in white. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blue, it yeah. come in black. And the part about that, when he, like, the choosing Psalm 23 was interesting. And especially when you said that was a like quintessential Batman verse, mm-hmm. you're not wrong. Yeah. This is a, to go back to dance all real quickly, this is a this is a, a verse that he's that is quoted many times throughout dance hall culture. Mm-hmm. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want with Tammy Lee, with vibes, with 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 all the bad man people here. Like yeah. Psalm twenty three is a very frequently cited. Who you say in Obia also? Mm-hmm. For some religions use and overlay psalms as a part of ritual, girl. Girl, it's everywhere. So it's interesting. So yeah, so it's interesting to me how he ended his life with uh twenty with a Psalm twenty three. This kind of like reverting to religion, mm-hmm. um, which also immunizes you. <laughs> it's another space yeah. where like you're immunized from not necessarily uh well, well you're immunized from persecution, mm-hmm. right? When you do engage in not necessarily queer behavior, but like some shit. Right, mm-hmm. acts of violence. So it's right. like you're, you you're you're immunized from the acts of from the the queerness that you uh, exude um, in your everyday life, and then when it comes to a point where you are like essentially being called in or called out, your protection, in addition to what is already given to you as a cishet, is to seep yourself in religion. There are there the preservation. Uh. <laughs> Preservation, preservation, girl, is is present now. Um, zooming out of this situation because I don't want the girls to to mix my words, right? Um, there. I was was listening to this thing. I won't call them out because, or 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 call them in because I'm not in community with you, so I can't do that. Um, but 
it mm. was this group of gays who were talking about gay black men who, who were talking about um i believe domestic violence as well from some yeah. other situation and they were like heavily trenched in like this this like language of like victimhood um mm-hmm. and, who do we believe first? Like how? Like how do we draw back and like pull back in that? And like this is a very messy conversation. Um, and I don't necessarily intend to like dive deeply into the messy conversation, but like just want to like highlight for folks that like when things like this come up, when allegations of you know domestic violence, sexual assault, etc., come up, there is an assumption. Yeah. Right of what people, good people, do. Right that 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 people who are aware and conscious, you know, are like I am going to hear, see, and believe the story of the survivor and go with yeah. that story. Some girls also like to point to other scenarios where the person who makes the allegations is lying. Now that doesn't happen often. If yeah. you do a quick Google to see the statistics, the data does not point to that. So yeah. question why your mind and why your body might be running for the, well, this might not or it can't be true. Question yeah. that, truly. Yeah. And at the same time, you can be open and flexible, but your openness and your flexibility is to listening and, and to hearing the lived experiences of people, not yeah. to questioning and 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 binning stories that you hear because you yeah. need to question the bins that you place these stories in also right yeah. like all all categories that we make for ourselves of stories need to be problematized also because are we actually listening to what someone is saying perhaps not with that being said um i think it's i i, I it it there my thing is the survivor first approach um frameworking model however the girls be saying makes space for the kind of trauma that the perpetrator has um experienced in their lifetime right mm-hmm. um while still centering everything that the survivor said mm-hmm. so like I can understand the uh, actually no I can't understand because I we know what it's rooted in <laughs> um, um, a, a more a, a more constructive approach is not necessarily who is not asking the question who do you believe first but holding the traumas that every single individual has had and while centering the trauma that has been brought to light mm-hmm. so like yes there are people who have experienced sexual violence who then engage in sexual violence and i think we talked about it on our episode with our, our episode with nala uh where we sort of talked about like predators in the community mm-hmm. and, and, and and that piece right i, I think we kind of touched on it a little bit yeah like there is the framework when you put survivors first because we're not engaging in carceral means carceral being like we're not trying to lock people up or put them out we're, we're recognizing the harm that folks have caused and engaging in that accountability process there's a an interesting article that <laughs> on my reading list <laughs> i'll talk about it later but it's 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 basically like uh the the point of it is talking about what to do when you've hurt somebody and a lot of that includes recognizing the trauma that led to you hurting somebody, mm-hmm. right? 
and and I and I and I think that we can hold that. And we can also hold that we center the survivor because them there's something that can them there's something that can happen. And also, just cause you go through something, don't mean say you will be absolved of your crimes, your sins. Your I don't want to say crimes are sins because that also invokes carceral means, but like your wrongdoings, mm-hmm. the violence you committed. Right? I think that is a really important reframing of mm-hmm. the you know, sort of like conversations that we've like been trying to hold together. Um, it's not necessarily sort of like multiple truths, but more so an existence in discomfort in being able to hold space for all of the things that are going on at once. And if you can't do that, stay the fuck out of the conversation. Yeah. Because actually what you're doing is violence. Yeah. A continuation of the violence when someone has the ability, the safety, the courage to be able to elevate their story. So, and, and that, that hmm. brings bring back to this example, because like, I, like we're talking about major hype in this case, but like the major hype is pretty much like, in this case, it feels so repetitious <clears throat> of the behaviors of so many Caribbean masculine folks, men, Caribbean men, Caribbean mm-hmm. men. <laughs> yeah. Caribbean men, Caribbean sense. Um, and not to say that other people aren't perpetuating the same type of violence that but like in this moment <laughs> okay. in this moment right <clears throat> right and the part that gets me is is the, the 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 what did you do this for what was your real motive for coming out right was it to get more foul and these are questions that major hype asked on his life mm-hmm. he never watched it kami nagi nobody the clothes um but um <laughs> I went on my in- incognito and clicked an article. Not incognito. Do they still get the traction from it? <laughs> I'm not trying to give the girls the hits. Anywho, oh. um, asking like, if you were healing, you would take real actions to heal, right? Mm. And that's the part that gets me because like, coming out with your story is a real action. Yeah. I, I, it's, I'm not saying this to tell y'all that if you've experienced something this is your only option. Like, no. But it is a real ap- action to, 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 to say, I'm healing. And my first point of healing is naming this. Mm-hmm. And, and I think in many, po- many parts, many, and, and folks are probably listening to this be like, well, why can't they name it privately? One, that's check true. yourself and ask yourself why that's important to you. But two, um, <laughs> privately, publicly, these things happen, mm-hmm. right? Like the way that folks choose to approach how they are addressing the kind of violence that they've experienced um, is important because they know what's best for themselves. Um, and 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 th- the part here that th- that's why like I'm really bothered by the if you were healing, you would take the real actions to heal, um, which which it's it further gaslights and 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 kind of. Uh, uh, diminishes the experiences of this individual who's mm-hmm. like i'm coming out because here is this individual with a platform i may add a very strong platform yeah. an individual who has met with politicians yeah an individual who has uh you know cre- like has has literally led or or partaken in 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 movements because i see some of major hypes posts around like you know policing and 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 meeting with some politicians and all that kind of stuff. like i've seen that and like, here's this individual with a platform 
who's 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 being accused of of of, of having committed such violence, and your response is to then diminish the violence that you are being. Uh, accused of right the operation is on a different level that you don't have access to so sit down and take notes um i i'm just there are so many things that are going on in my mind right now and they're all just like trying to jump out for like the first thing but i'm just surprised we went an hour and five minutes and we haven't said men are trash lit i'm just surprised i what's that about (laughs) (laughs) if you're a man and you're listening to this the operation is on a different level you're right men are trash um and this is why you can't give redacted uh emotional language um (laughs) yes i did redact myself on live air um You know, honestly, you know, I didn't know what that was. You I know, was you can't give hashtag redacted in you know language because it <laughs> when, when yes, people need to have language to be able to express themselves. The manipulative so-and-sos that then take an understanding of emotional language to then weaponize it against people, send me. Why? Why you Why sat you? here and, and 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 you consumed a dialect to be able to protect yourself? That indicates a problem, right? You took the language of healing. You took the process of healing. You took the process of accountability, and you're using it to lead an entire population of people on your public platform, um, while also. <laughs> It's just violence upon violence upon violence, and it's, it's it is violence and I don't get it. Girl, I we don't I I I don't know. It's like I need the girls to just know that when the girls are calling you out, it is okay to just welcome it and be better. It, it is it is okay, you know. And I feel like it's 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 hard because I think. It's not hard. I mean, it is difficult. Accountability is actually a very difficult process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, on on all facilitator side, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's, it's actually like a very intense uh, process, right? And and I think that what I'm also seeing here that I recognize is I don't know to what extent major hype. Uh, I, I don't know to actually I I do know to what extent. Who am I kidding? I know to what extent Major Hype doesn't <laughs> know about accountability because it's clearly showing the extent to which he doesn't know about accountability, the need for it, and why people go public when they go public again uh, about folks who have a platform um, to therefore say like, okay, well this person really engaging because like what does it look like to go against someone or not even go against but like to hold somebody accountable who has the backing of cishet Caribbean men who mm-hmm. reproduce the same form of behavior that, 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 that he does um, or that he has or, or what, or what uh, that he does, that he uh, conveys himself, you know? There's an uh, assumption here that there weren't private conversations that were happening also, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. these people mm-hmm. were in relationship, right? They were in connection with one another, to make the assumption that like th- there wasn't some sort of conversational like un- like knowing uh is preposterous. Um, yes. Yes, and- true. And, and, and you know it's it's not the well 
No, it's not like it's problematic because we don't know whether or not it happens. It's just like it's problematic because like that's that's what came up for you. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm it came up for you to like question why this person went public, or or, or and this this is me assuming because I saw the comments because people were asking those same questions, girl. Um, like like why folks went. Uh, yeah. Also, I, I, yeah. Frankly, because. I think that we can keep going. There were two other sections of like conversations that I mentioned were happening. I don't think that we need to touch on those. Why? Because that's not that's not what this podcast does. Um, and also, I don't think this conversation that like factors in a queerness was happening. So it was important for us to sort of like bring that to the forefront as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we can sort of like end this session on uh, truly asking ourselves and then also encouraging you all to ask yourselves why am i asking this question Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you actually need the answer to this what are you going to do with this information um and is it going to be beneficial to the other person who you are in community with yeah answer those questions next time before you ask the questions that, that you don't need to ask there are so many times Maybe it's because I'm tired, and this is also why I'm bad at social media, but, like, there are many times where I I want to type something, where I want to have a hot take on Twitter or, like, a long post on Facebook, um, Mm -hmm. and I go, Mm -hmm. like, mid-typing, delete the entire thing and go, I am having this thought for myself, I'm Mm -hmm. posting this, and before Mm -hmm. I post this, do I want to engage people on this topic? The answer is no. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna hold this for me. A lot of the things that are posted on social media right now actually belong in the group chat. Girl. That's where they belong. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. that on that. Okay. I I would just say that um to 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 add to the closing out. Um, Caribbean men, y'all ain't y'all ain't shit. I love yeah. y'all, and y'all ain't shit. Major mm-hmm. high from major high to Tory Lanes, y'all are not shit. Um, he's Caribbean. He's from Barbados. Who who is Tory Lanes? Um, trigger warning: gun violence. Um, oh, is he the yes. who? Yes, yes. He's Bayesian Canadian. Is what I got, I think, somewhere. Um, if I'm, I'm wrong, I'm still right. To... That's what like, if I'm wrong about his Caribbean identity, I'm still right. Yeah. He... Um, but but that's also another piece. And like I it feels eerily simil- uh, familiar where it's like somebody has caused harm and goes out their way to be to use their platform. Mm-hmm. Gaslight the situation to invalidate the person who rec- who said you have caused me harm, and and to use your platform to therefore empower men to do the same shit that you are doing. And we saw that with Tory Lane's album, we saw that with Tory Lane's tweets, and we're seeing that with Major Hype's live, mm. and we're seeing that with, with, with Major Hype's uh, uh, behavior towards his his, his ex partner. Mm-hmm. Right, these men are sitting in a vibrational frequency that is just not healthy, and um, they 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 need to figure that out. But speaking of men who use platforms oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. to uh, do the <laughs> thing, 
This man is not Caribbean, but I think that it is a great (laughs) transition to talk about some messy shit, girl. So, the girls all over the platforms on the night shows and everything were talking about Joseph Sajir. Mm -hmm. He is a Hungarian. Um, I forget where, 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 where he is. He's Hungarian. But he's in Parliament over in Europe, I believe. Uh, And he was busy this past, you know, weekend or a week ago sucking some pickles. Okay? He was... Dick. Pickles is dick. (laughs) Everybody, pickles is not a Caribbean word for dick, but in this case, pickles meant dick. He was sucking some pickles. Meant dick. Penis. (laughs) Tucky. However you want to say it. Um, however, however, hold. <laughs> this is... Yes, so yes, this is why um, the explicit thing stays. <laughs> <laughs> there has never been an episode where I do not put E on our podcast release. God, listen, honestly, Jesus, as, as we step into 2021, please bless us with some clean tongues. Um, So... Joseph Sazir, who is this, um, he, he was there in, in the parliament, sat there in an orgy, an all-man's orgy, in the middle of a panoramic, getting ready to complete the last part of the Eiffel Tower. Now, girl, sh- girl. Sh- the police came knocking. Now, Trevor Noah was out here with the gag. <laughs> Trevor Noah said, the police came knocking. And the girls must have thought that it was a stripper <laughs> coming to the I'm door, screaming <laughs> jokes because that's how we do be looking like. Listen, <laughs> I if you gang. are renting a stripper and the stripper is playing a police officer, we have to talk. You about should that. be abolished. <laughs> you should be abolished. Like I'm sorry. But, <laughs> What's that about? But girls need to. Do- <laughs> This is not me shaming your king. This is not me shaming your king. This is me saying, fuck the police. I'm screaming. Um, That's not me saying, fuck the police, really. Like, it's actually me saying, you should really get that checked out. There is so much going on here. It's like... I know. I'm really making this... I'm thinking myself a whole. I'm sorry. And fuck the police. Wow. Just like... If you have a police partner or friend, what's that? Right, you hear me continue. You hear me saying, you, I was about to say some more things. Oh. Girl, listen. Um, I. Uh, Ed Bar, because I mean, you know, why have a podcast and like not let the girls into your life? Um, <laughs> and, uh, I'm reading a book. It's called um, My Grandmother's Hands Racialized Trauma and the Pathway to uh, Mending Our Hearts and Bodies by uh, Resma Monacum. Um, and the book really sort of like centers the experience that our bodies have when reading and going through the book. Um, and it, it, it sort of like is written for, for people, mainly those who are in white bodies, black bodies, and then in um, sort of like 
policing carceral uh, professional bodies, um, or, or like policing and, and, and carceral professionals. Um, I have a fraught relationship with the police. Um, as we can assume many black people, black and brown people yeah. in, in, in the United States do. Um, yeah. And what is interesting about this book is that it places white, black, and professionals uh, in a car, mm-hmm. uh, um, carcel professionals in conversation, sort of like in a bodily experience uh, situationship. I am very uncomfortable in this thing um, and will continue to be uncomfortable to see where I land and hope that I get to give the girls an update on this. But um, th- thanks for my my uh, mindful sidebar uh, into the thing where it's like, there are still girls who are out here who are using their platforms to be toxic, right? Yeah. And Joseph is one of them because now I have a hill that I'm prepared to die on but I'm not sure that I'm going to share the hill that I'm prepared to die on. If the so girls were like Hungarian politician, right? Yes. Okay. Um, if if the girls want to know what hill I I am standing here ringing my bell on, feel free to DM me and I'll talk about it. Girl, it's a hill. <laughs> it's, it's a, a hill, hill, y'all. Bitch, it's it, it's a mountain. It's not a. It's, you should just say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to. Okay, bye. Because when I want to be dean of the world, the girls are going to go, so this podcast? Girl, <laughs> when you, girl this podcast is going to just bite us out, bite us both in the ass. In and that's the okay. ass. That's fine. Because we are doing the, the Lord's work. Service, <laughs> and we are letting the girls know yeah. what us Caribbeans be going through and thinking about. And this yeah. is a part of it. Yeah. You know, this the, is a part of it. What I will say is that the dominant reading in this area is that like this is severe internalized homophobia. I have some alternative readings for what's going on here. Um again, as I said, my DMs are open, so ask away. Um, but I think that if we wanted to like convene a collective of the girls, um and go, well, what are y'all thinking, hearing, feeling about this? I think that it would be really great and powerful if like, we termed where power was held, um, what the manifestation of power looked like, um, and, and, and then sort of like put that in conversation with privilege to really bring back in that equation, power plus privilege equals oppression, uh, to, to term, scaffold out really, what's operating here um because there is like a, a a theoretical sort of like conversation and then there's a practical lived experience conversation that i think needs to be in conversation with e- with uh, each other to make mm-hmm. this make sense um so that's where i wanted to land us as we you know sort of like finish out this situation ship here um yeah. and not even to move into another topic but really just to sort of like le- like ends our conversation together in our season finale with like the fact that this is a messy ass holiday girl yeah yeah holiday and before we get into that i just want to say we'll also put links um uh if you're in new york city and you need access to dv domestic violence resources we will put those in the link Mm -hmm. um because it is very important that we're also providing y'all with that resource. So we shall be doing that. Yeah. 
because holiday and domestic violence, right? Um, COVID and domestic violence. COVID, Intimate partner violence. Holiday. Mm-hmm. Co- like, g- girl. Girl. The, the, the set of circumstances that COVID as a filter, holidays as a filter, the home as a filter, the ways that those three things link up and filter our circumstances yeah. and produce uh, an environment that can go either... Like, a volatile environment, mm-hmm. y'all. A volatile environment is not one that always feels violent. It's not always one that feels, you know, sort of like unstable. Volatile environments are those that are built on shaky ground mm-hmm. and only take a conversation to shake shit up. Yeah. Right? Th- we're not talking about like shaky ground shit right now. Like we're talking about the, the, the set of circumstances um that make toxic, volatile environments possible um at the holiday season, especially. Yeah. Right? There is the standard messiness. There is the Caribbean aunties looking at you going, so I see you have no man. I see you have no woman. Um, I see you have this friend over here. Or or, or like the, you're overly quiet. What's going on? Let's like start tech set upon you. Like, girl, let us get into it because I have a story for y'all. Girl. Give us the story. Thanksgiving was a few weeks ago in the country of the United States. We haven't even debriefed that. (laughs) Girl. Girl. One part that stood out was that I have a close friend who um, is an immigrant, you know, like me. And I invited him to spend Thanksgiving with me um, so that we can have, like, you know, just, you know, we, we kiki in, right? So... Um, my friend that I invited, I would have had to like gone, I went to another state to visit my mother and me member say, me said, me said to him, said like, you want to come with me? He's like, yeah, sure. No problem. So, uh, in the last minute he canceled because Indy get one new piece of work. Look at me just a little boy business. But anyway, the, the point is, is that he wasn't able to show up, um, to my little get together with my family. So me and mommy, so 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 I go down to my mom's house and she was like, you know, I installed a door here, Kadeem, because I know that you invited a friend over. <laughs> I <laughs> am fucking screaming. Sure. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that you had your privacy. Your like, mother. Mommy. Is- Mommy, my mother is a pro-queer, pro-choice, pro-ho type woman. The accommodation. <laughs> and I appreciate that woman. She installed a door. She installed a door because she thought I was dating a close friend. Which is really cute. I really, I like, I, I fundamentally, that's the closest, that's the, the, the that was like a highlight. Because I was like, mommy. If I were dating this person, I promise you I would have told you. She was just like, you're a friend, so we don't know what you mean. I'm going to say, you know what? That's your problem. Because y'all be lumping in everybody to be our friends. Okay. okay? But like, also, 
eventually we should talk about the classification of friend because girl. I think like, like 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 that has translated across mm-hmm. generations, girl. We talking about it right now. They be having friends too. Girl, girl, the girls be having their friends. Cause um, I I'm tired of people introducing me to other people as their friend when they're not their friends, not just their friends, right? There's so much more happening there. And uh, I, I was, uh, my aunt, my aunt visited Jamaica one time, you see? Actually, around Christmas time, she come up and she had met my ex at the time. Ooh. And she said to me, she said to me, Kadeem, how your friend? And I'm like, <laughs> Which friend, auntie? Which friend you can contact about, eh? And she called, she said, no, you're the friend, the one of me, it's the, 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 the one, the, the cute one. When name again? Uh, I'm a girl. Jesus. And I'm a friend, I'm a man, I'm an ex-man. Uh. <laughs> so the classification of friends is very important. Okay, so, okay. I, I just want to sidebar for a minute. Okay, yes. so when you are actually when, when you are actively day with somebody, mm-hmm. they are your man. What happens when they're not they your left. man anymore? What do they become? Do we have? Yes, good question. Like, like maybe we refer to them as like past tense man. Because I don't, I don't see my family using the word X. I don't. To use X, one would need to use husband and boyfriend as categories. In the first place. Right. You're right. And we don't You're have right. You're right. You know, so okay, here's what I think. I'm I I posit that Girl. in order to indicate uh X status, one needs yeah. to put a stoops in front of the man. Before referencing the man. Now, this is hard because sometimes you're vexed with your current man and you still use the stoops, but that's what I posit. Do you want to know what I posit? Yes, come tell me. The question, so how your friend allows for uh, a lacking of choice in explaining what happened. Mm. So like... There isn't a, it, because, because there is no, how is your p- boyfriend, where the answer could be like, not my boyfriend anymore. How is your friend? Because you have to then uncomplicate the fact that y'all aren't actually friends. Yeah. So you weren't actually friends. Yeah. And to that, you have to explain that uno did death and that uno left. So right. like, the question, so how's your friend, doesn't actually allow for anything more yeah. than a full explanation. Yeah. So how's your friend, <laughs> is that anti-way of getting into people's business. I will die on this hill. This nigga spitting. Spitting. Listen. The cultural production that is going on on this show yeah. right now is superb. Um, <laughs> to uncomplicate, girl, we're just leaving that where it is because I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> y'all, girl, let me tell you. I just want to know where our chaired professorship positions are right now. I'm, I'm <laughs> right. confused as to why we haven't been signed. <laughs> 
I'm confused. I'm confused. I got me one more. Other girl, other girl, I'm a PhD. You're ready to the podcast. Yeah, this was just so, organic. Um, this is... <laughs> I, <sighs> <laughs> I, listen, y'all, I... Ooh, ooh, listen. <laughs> the spirit is moving in me right now because I'm just... Look, <laughs> you know when you get revelation? <laughs> and just like, so this is why it just... <laughs> when Girl. it makes sense, the, today the connection was made possible. I have a fascinating business, girl. That's all there is. We just want to fasten up people's business. And you know, you know why I'm in the world? Because I will always too ask the question, how your friend? <laughs> <laughs> I am going to ask you how your friend. Okay, but, okay, but like, let's tie this back into power. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you possess the power to be able to enact the oppressive sort of like question asking that your aunt is for you and your situation? The answer is no. You can ask mm-hmm. all you want, but what are you saying? Nothing. Because you don't have the power. And yes. this is not yes. me going like, bitch, stay in your place, but it's more so like when we really think about where power sits. And yeah. who has the privilege to enact the oppression? You mm. can't enact that bitch if you don't have the power store. And girl. we don't have because girl. Y'all listen. <laughs> this holiday is is a messy, distilled environment for shit to pop off. Now, mm-hmm. now I- you mm. should be shook. You should be shook. We, we actually we are here to scare the fuck out of you. Why? Because we have a solution. <laughs> yes. Um. Yes. <clears throat> I was uh, out in the field. <laughs> girl, not you being out in the f- girl out in that, the field. What that brought up for me wasn't actually great. You hold on to that. And I'm going to ask you to make space for this additional narrative. Because <laughs> I said out in the field, but I was actually showering. Um, I was in the field of my oh, mind, God. prancing around, you know? All type yeah. of home on the prairie or whatever the girls watch. Um, and every time we sort of, like, come to our season finale, we're like, Big announcement. We got some shit popping off for the next few months. And then we're like, uh, is it going to happen? I don't know. Um, but to spare you all from having us give you yet another season finale, yet another holiday episode, um, to, to, to give you something. Like, I think that, like, our conversation just, like, shows, like, queer and trans Caribbean people, especially those in the diaspora, need to be connected, right? I remember years ago, I think it was, like, in the in-between time between me graduating from undergrad um, and, like, being in, like, the full-time workforce um, way back when, that the Caribbean group chat that I had of people who who are my close friends still to this day... Um, I remember just like texting them back and forth all throughout Thanksgiving dinner years ago. Um, mm. I needed that shit. I yeah. needed it because it was either sort of like the 
angst and the anxiety around like what could come up in conversation, the uh, I don't want to be here, I need to escape, or like the need, like or or, or the being around a table, which COVID has made smaller in some yeah. cases, although some girls yeah. just don't give a fuck, but COVID <laughs> has made smaller, um, where you don't feel like you belong. Yeah. Right? And like we are here to focus on the belonging of queer and trans Caribbean diasporic souls. We need that. We we deserve that. Um yeah. and although the a holiday season has started, it's the Laguan. It's yeah. probably happening for like the next month or so, really, because like the girls, you know, th- Thanksgiving passed. Hanukkah coming up, girl. Christmas is coming. Um, Tree King's Day, Kwanzaa, the Festival of San Sebastian, like all the, all the things are popping off, girl. Yeah, right. And I believe that, given this sort of like set of like parameters that we're in, we need some community. Um, yeah. so we had an idea to have this little group chat. Um, is is real simple. It's a little group chat. Yeah. Um, what is the group chat called? We're still talking about it. Um, <laughs> we don't know what it's going to be, but we know that it's going to entail some sort of queer it being, right? And 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 that is like the state of being, right? To to yeah. me, um, during, in, around, circumnavigating, oscillating the holidays, <laughs> some situation shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're hopeful. We're hopeful. I mean, girl, before I came out, I actually came out around Thanksgiving four years ago, mm. um, and uh, it was at the th- it was it was Thanksgiving or Christmas, but I I'm, I'm more inclined to say it was Thanksgiving because it was during school, um, it was during school times, and uh, you know that was a terrifying experience for me, and I would have like it was actually like it was a it was a, it was a moment where I was like choosing. To like, I was choosing homelessness. Like, I, I, I was, I was actually like considering like homelessness would be a possibility of my coming out, and still choosing it, right? And I, thankfully, obviously, you know, I, I have an amazing family, and that was not the case or anywhere near the case. In fact, my mother just laughed. As <laughs> for more information, visit season one, episode three. I needed community, girl. Like, I really need a community um, during this time where, like, I genuinely felt like the black sheep. Also, I'm never going to say the black sheep again because I feel like I said that that has some racial undertones. Um, so I'm never going to say it again. And then in addition, when I was living abroad, I was living in Asia for, like, a few months. And I remember feeling so alone that I launched, like, we, we talked about me launching Caribbean so many times through Instagram. And, like, that was how I was able to find community. That was how I was able to do it. So, like, I really appreciate that here is this group chat of sorts, temporary, um, yeah. for the holiday, um, that provides folks the space to just, like, imagine some shit just popped off and you hold your tongue. And you're not have no way if you hold, you're not have no way if you put your tongue. Yeah. Imagine your tongue in your hand. Right. And you're not, you have nowhere to place it, place it in that group chat. <laughs> yeah. Can me, can we want here, but we want chatty. <laughs> WhatsApp is so authentically Caribbean. 
Um, it is. It is. Oh so my god! Is there like a yeah. WhatsApp like? Is there like a WhatsApp like invitation link for group chats? Because I would just put it in the the, the, the description. Is for that this. not? I. <laughs> this is how much I know how to use technology. Although, as a Caribbean granny, I should be well versed in uh, WhatsApp affairs. You should, girl. Um, Maybe sending the conspiracy. Also, I promise that I won't be uh, sharing any prayer verses and and lines with Uno, but I probably will share some conspiracies uh, just to keep us connected to what's going on. You know, um, yeah. I'm I'm hoping that this group chat situation, which, as you said, is for a limited time, right? Like, I believe in gathering community for a purpose. Right. And like this community is gathered for a purpose of providing support, connection, camaraderie, all the all the things that the girls need and want during the holiday season uh, for a period of time. So I think we're like we're running from Hanukkah through to the Festival of San Sebastian and calling it a day. Right. If the community resurfaces, it does. If you see someone who's in a group who's cute and you want their number, private message them on the side. Don't yeah. bring that shit in a group chat. Don't do that. Don't bring that shit in there. Let's be messy. No, don't. Actually, be whatever the fuck you gotta be. But, yes. But you know that, that I'm gonna right. give you the disapproving Kamala Harris auntie look uh, while you sit there and shoot your shot. In invoking Kamala Harris. I'm triggered. The girls are gonna get arrested. Why are you... Is that what you're saying? Can you unswallow the microphone? <laughs> I guarantee the girls are like, what the fuck is Kadeem saying? I don't know. Um, but yeah, okay, yeah. Kamala Harris is is now peak Caribbean auntie, and that is what we have to look at. So You know what's crazy? I ain't giving her that yet. <laughs> I ain't giving her that yet. I, she's done enough for me to go. Yeah. <laughs> the the oh. body of work in her one vice presidential debate supports her status as peak Caribbean auntie. As I was saying, um, (laughs) for a limited time, we're here for engagement. Um, And I'm just letting the girls know now that this particular girl is is really trying to lean heavily into the meditation and the mindfulness of the movement and the body. Um, And we're here for that. And this particular girl wants to get, wants to have a few happy hours mm-hmm. and wants to meet with the girls to just do the things. Um, so yeah, we are doing a group chat and I think uh, we would love to continue fostering community um, because I think that like what's interesting is very thankful for the folks who will say, you know, it's really great that we're doing this podcast, but like we want to engage with y'all more um, and we want y'all to engage with each other because mm-hmm. I think like it's, it's really important if we are able to truly be like the kind of community or to create the kind of community where like we are able to sustain each other. And 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 I'm and I'm, you know, it, it's grateful. I'm grateful that we're able to foster that or to, to create that space. Um, and this group chat idea is cute. I can't wait to send memes. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> the entire thing is just going to be memes. Um, 
some movement practices, some mindfulness practices, some happy hours. Um, yoga, because I'm into s- that now. Some yoga, some kick yourself in the pussy yoga, because <laughs> this yoga be out here, honey. <laughs> um, Kadeem and I started doing yoga together. Um, <laughs> and uh, this morning we did some yoga. And when I tell you, me personal, wow. Um, I almost. Why was it so intense? I was drenched. Why was it so intense? I was drenched. Like, like, do not get me wrong. The rest of the day, I was like, my body is open and free. Yes, that that yes. was there. But girl, the process to open up my body and to unlock the chain and free my body. Lord Jesus. Listen, and, and although I am not a licensed meditation teacher or a licensed yoga instructor, I'm not leading this meditation. We watching some videos, bitch. But like mm-hmm. the processing space for how our bodies hold on to that trauma, hold on to the queer being experience is so important. <laughs> Yes. And I'm here to like hold space for that in community with all the girls. Um, so yeah. check out the details of the post. Check out the details on this post uh, for yeah. the group chat I'll and get into it once alive. Yeah, I mean, like, what do y'all have to lose? Like, if y'all have gotten this part, gotten to this part of the episode of the podcast, y'all really like listening to us. And um, <laughs> thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but do more. Let's let's do more. No. Come into it. Let's get it. And what I love about this is it's like it's the folks who want to come in will come in. Mm-hmm. You know. So like, and we'll create that community needed. together. Community is needed. Community is always needed. Community is important for our own sustenance. Um, I'm. Ha- I, I'm also. You know what? I want to share also that I'm looking forward to sharing with something that affirms my Caribbean identities. Because mm-hmm. I have a lot of Caribbean identities. Um, and and I can't wait to share that. I mean, we've read from Our Caribbean by Thomas Glaive before. So many times. But like, it is so important. Like, that is a pivotal piece of body of work. That, it's like, time I, for I, the I, book club. It, <laughs> yes. So like, we 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 I think it's important that we're announcing this group chat with the recognition that like we just want that space, you know, and we want that space to be for us and to just like hear and we can talk shit and like you know imagine just like <laughs> my auntie said this this time. What am I clap back, y'all? <laughs> we gonna help you with clap backs. We go. <laughs> we know that the girls are still meeting in Corona, um, yes. and although and. If you're in New York City, girl, I can't remember who it was. Either it was Cuomo or de Blasi, um, uh, de Blasio. Not me shouting out, homegirl. Hey, if you're listening, you know who you are, but you're not her. Uh, <laughs> Mayor de Blasio. I'm screaming. I'm going to yeah. text her after this. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, that you can't have more than 10 people in the room, girl. You know, so for for the girls who are like fuck the corona, um, watch out, um, but we're also here holding space for you, girl. Uh, was that your something for you? Hear me. Was that your stick up in moment? You know, it it wasn't my stick up in moment, but it yeah. kind of was. I yeah. wanted to like blindside you. <laughs> 
um, by asking you a question that I think I would love for the audience. Oh, what's to- the question? Ask me. I'm so excited now. Um, it's our last episode. Yeah. Um, where we really went through quite a tumultuous year, but also what I think Oof. was a. Hi. I mean, like you and I talk four times a day, every day. Minimum. And I think. <laughs> Minimum. Honestly, y'all. <laughs> Robert is my man. Like, <laughs> like I, I, at this point, we're gonna buy a house together because Robert is my man um, all the time. But, you know, I just, I just wanted like it's a very simple question. Mm-hmm. It's a question that like you're slightly gonna be like, ugh, you had to ask me that. Yeah, um, but I want to. Um, baby, what is? exciting you most about 2021 like like uh, what what honey. not not like what are you most looking forward to most looking forward to creating yeah. or or it doesn't be something that's like uncute or cute it could just be whatever the fuck you want like what are you most looking forward to for 2021 i feel like your audience wants to know girl wow um did we do this last time because if we did this last time we're kind of fucking clowns because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what COVID did for us. Um, you know, or, so, all, all right. Actually, I, I I have a few things. Um, and <laughs> thank you for asking this question. Um, of course, I, I really love it because I'm I'm present and I'm here with you. Um, twenty twenty has yeah. taught no twenty twenty okay. has taught me. <laughs> A lot, right? 2020 has taught me that when you're writing a six-digit date, that you actually can't sign with the six-digit date because people can manipulate the year that it was signed, so you sign 2020 fully. That was one thing that I learned in the beginning. Why do I bring this up? I bring this up because 2020 has been a year in which every and anyone can manipulate the things that were taken from 2020 to apply them as lessons throughout a decade. And mm-hmm. I am hoping that instead of existing in the framework that we were in January, February, uh, March of like 2020 is going to be my year, into mm-hmm. seeing that 2020 actually was your year. 2020 taught us about loss. It yeah. taught us about triumph. It taught us about community perseverance and so much more beyond that 2020 for me has been the continuation of my therapy journey 2020 has been the continuation of me reframing uh what difference and difficulty and tension looks like both in my life and in relationship with other people Mm. um and because of 2020 i'm able to step into 2021 differently yeah. The way that I show up looks different. I'm ready to be a whole lot witchier in 2021 because of 2020. Um, and for those who are sitting in sort of like difficulty right now, um, those who are like, 2021 has not been my year. 2020 has been your year uh, because you lived it. Because you went through it and you experienced that shit. The loss, I'm not saying it was meant to happen, but it has shaped you. The triumph, 
did it need to happen? But it happened. It's there to shape you. Um, and I think that both my learning and my blessing for everyone entering the new year is that you take the lessons and not the stories and bring that with you, not only into 2021, but into the decade. I think these are lifelong lessons for us to learn. Um, And if you're in the space to be able to see in difficulty um, that there are some learnings, I think you're set up for a really impactful and powerful decade. That was so great. That was beautiful. Thank Thank you you for sharing. Thank you for asking. Listen, presence in the body and presence in community produces beautiful moments like this. Um, I'm also asking you, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks for asking. I mean, listen, I have truly been transformed in this year. And in many ways, I grieve the the cause of the transformation. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that I I am just completely not the same individual I was December 31st, 2019, going into January 1st, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've transformed in, 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 in ways that I... I'm truly grateful for. Um, I've learned to. Yeah, yeah, there are basic things I didn't learn that I learn now. Mm. I've learned to put myself first. Oh yes, which was something that I've just never been accustomed to personally. Like I've always been that bitch to be like, listen, girl, you you, you need money, take my rent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and and I I think that and 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 I, it's it's just because like I learned from so many folks and I've learned and and you in particular have learned from um I've learned from so many folks and I've I've grown in so many ways and like to think that I've I've you know evolved in so many ways that I genuinely feel so secure or excited to be continually developed in 2021. Mm-hmm. Like if 2020 gave me the year it gave me of like going through the grief I went through, the loss that I went through or loss that we're loss and grief that we're going through. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I like it is continual and I think we're still healing. Um, the community that I didn't know that I had um, in, in this year the friends I've fostered, the the people I've met, like it has truly been a transformational experience. Um, and it makes me excited for 2021 because I don't necessarily think 2021 will be not difficult. I do think it's going to be a difficult, it's not necessarily uh, uh, not difficult. Like it's actually a difficult, I, I anticipate 2021 being a difficult year, but um i am most excited for continuing to for continuing this continuing this process where i started where it's like i am able to fend and fight for and support and engage with my community while also ensuring that my health is at the highest point that it can be 
Um, and I don't necessarily think that I've ever considered my health. And I don't want to make it seem like I'm this person who's given my entire life to public service <laughs> and all this and that. But like, I am that bitch who has given uh, the past seven years of my life to public service and to the idea of being good. And like, I'm not throwing that away, but what I am, I'm holding on to it while also bringing into the picture that like, I have not been taking care of myself in a very long time. And 2020 really showed me the need to take care of myself in a variety of ways that I just genuinely don't think I was exposed to before. So like, I am excited to learn or to see how I heal more. And I'm really excited to like, see what I discover. You know, like, I feel like I've dipped my foot in so many things in this year that I'm like, wow, Kadeem, yes. So I'm excited for the things that I'm going to learn. Um, I'm excited for who I'm going to become. Um, I think that I'm also excited for uh, this little 24-year-old who's so confused with their life and at the same time feeling so secured in their life. Um, and I'm really excited to see what that fosters and what that brings up. Because I, I, 2021 is the year where I genuinely feel like I want to just do the things that make me happy um, and just do that and be satisfied with those. Um, I'm also looking forward to bartending because <laughs> I don't know if the girls knew, but for the past three years, I've been trying to be a bartender. And um, I'm going to like, I'm really excited because I got like, I'm going to, I ordered like a cocktail book and uh, I committed that I'm going to do like a cocktail every week or like, a, let's just, like, just like learning different things. So like more tangibly, more tangibly, I'm excited to like learn um, just new shit that just brings me pleasure and focusing on that pleasure um, um, throughout my entire time while also aiding and helping my community in the world in the, in, through the things that I do now um, and expanding the things that I do now. So like, I don't know, 2021 is going to be, 2021 is uncertain. It's, um, it's going to be intense, I think, with Miss Biden coming through, mix, mix Biden coming into the picture. Um, there's going to be a lot of things politically and given that I'm involved politically, like I know that like that's going to impact me and I, and I'm, looking forward to it you know um so what best excites me about 2021 the better person that i'll be that's it yeah also for some reason i we already booked a flight for december 31st of 2021 going into 2022 I'm screaming. <laughs> um, and uh Traveling bitch. <laughs> right. I mean, I can get a vaccine by then, but I apparently the United States may not get a vaccine by until like June because Trump did a thing and denied and passed on our opportunity to receive a surplus of the vaccines. Frankly, but, I'm not pressed. Um, yeah. You say better. I also want to say better or different. Um, yes. Different too, bitch. Because sometimes better... Is better and sometimes different is different. And sometimes all we can really just be is different. Um, yes. And, and everything that you were saying was reminding me of this random video that I watched. And I was trying to, like, find it to give the girls a citation. Um, and <laughs> Because this is important. The, the girls should be able to search the facts and that we're not pulling it out of our ass. Um, yeah. It was a, a teaching that I had heard um, on Facebook. 
uh, by Rabbi Dr. Abraham Tversky. That's T-W-E-R-S-K-I. Um, and he's teaching about why the lobster molt. Now, for, for the girls who are into the biology, you, you might totally disagree. Um, but also, <laughs> fight me. Um, the lobster molts its shell because it feels stress. Right? This yeah. and, and and I want to equate stress with pressure and pressure with discomfort, right? Mm-hmm. I'm equating stress with discomfort. Sorry, stress with pressure and pressure with discomfort. And that again, is the lobster better because it's melt you know, molted the shell, or is it different? Who knows? I don't know. It can go either way. Yeah. Maybe we're walking to 2021 with a, you know, quintessential Black woman in her I'm going out to the club, you know, dress, climbing up from 2020 to 2021. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's just movement. Right? Like, no, because honestly, the girls last year were focused a lot on manifestation. I think that, like, 2020 taught us about, like, Bitch, I manifested the fuck out of the latter half of 2020. Yeah. Manifestation got me to where I was today. <laughs> okay? Maybe it's not stepping up. Maybe it's movement. Maybe it's not yeah. better. Maybe it's different. And it's different because we feel this pressure. Yeah. We feel this discomfort of 2020. And that, all of 2020... Parts of 2021, I've been joking, but honestly, actually in 2023, um, we're like this period of, of, of hiding, this period of, of retreating not only into our homes, but into ourselves is so that we can molt our shells to grow. Yeah. 2020 has been the stress. It has been the pressure, yeah. right? It has been the discomfort and like... There is still time to lean into that. Let this be your message right now to lean into that discomfort. 100%. I feel like I feel like we say that so many times, you know, like leading like sitting in our discomfort, sitting into this thing that like like it's okay to sit with the shit that don't make you comfy girls. Um 100%. I mean I, I want this for us um, for more visit this group chat that we're going to um, launch. But um, I guess I'll stick the pin. Um, I guess I'll stick the pin. I don't want to leave y'all because it's the last episode of the season. It's the last episode of the year. Um, I'm feeling emotional. Um, I'm feeling very lovey-dovey. Um but but I have a few things that I wanted to bring up just to like end what we're saying or what we've talked about this past time. Um, we talked a lot about like violence, patriarchal violence and how it shows up in uh, particularly domestic violence. Um, and one thing that I didn't, well, basically I think that I, all... We all have a responsibility here to truly call out um, or call in <laughs> uh, folks who have committed harm in our communities. I think that the Caribbean is poised um, 
to truly be to to truly address these concerns in a way that accommodates the very nuances that we've talked about in so many ways we've talked about it here on this podcast um you know one thing that we didn't talk about was how uh when the song broke out by uh queenie you know the song about semi pussy clean, semi pussy fat. Hey, say you say a pussy gear, gala what? Hey, when you see me picture them, I double tap this. There was a viral video of like sis bad, like bad man singing uh, yes. this song. <laughs> yes, it just it, it just went viral of these men in their in a, in a them marina and them in a, in a them cut up pants to sing the song about how them pussy clean and how them pussy fat. Yeah, and I just want to say pussy clean clean. <laughs> And, and right, and it speaks obviously it's it's a, just another evidence of how it speaks to how like in the dance hall scene certain things immunizes cishet men, uh the, the bad the bad man them, um of the kind of violence that we are uh we as in queer and trans Caribbean people uh, are constantly exposed to. And I think a very important thing for us to do here. Um, on all our ends is to evaluate and interrogate why that's the case um, and to ask ourselves how can we at least show up for other folks um, that may not have the agency um, or rather how do we give folks the agency to show up for themselves because there's also that another piece where like, we're not trying to like talk over the other girls right um, but how do we give folks the agency that they need that they want that they're asking for the platform that they need, that they want, that they're asking for, to bring about the 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 to bring about a reduction of harm and to bring about an accountability process where folks who experience domestic violence can get the kind of uh, not retribution but but uh, 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 healing that they need to to go about their lives and and how do we how do we put all the folks in the space to have these conversations um, and to have these processes that's important. Um, and, and, and that's a very important thing to do. Lastly, last dege dege lastly on my end. <laughs> last dege dege. Um, we have this group chat where we hope that we're able to foster community for folks um to engage with us and to heal with us um and it is your opportunity here to meet folks like you to meet folks like ourselves um and to understand how we have a lot of folks who listen to this podcast we all have shit in common with each other and this group chat aims to like connect all of that connect all of that we have together to build this kind of network and and it's not just a plug, but it's really just a, 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 a I guess an acknowledgement and a, and I guess a statement of gratitude of how important it is to be able to like have the space and to have Caribbean folks come together during this time that we love but sometimes dread to say you know here's it here's where we are and we are doing this together as a team on this WhatsApp, WhatsApp group chat where we're talking shit, sharing memes, venting, and 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 finding the safety in each other. And, and that's what I really appreciate about um, this podcast, this upcoming group chat. 
um, and just being a Caribbean overall. And as we end this episode, that's what I'm holding on to, how grateful I am to be a Caribbean, um, because the innovation that has led or that has been uh, birthed by being a Caribbean or like by being friends of Caribbean folks has just been truly a saving grace for 2020. And it makes me excited to see how the community can grow and build for 2021 and beyond. That's my stick up in moment. Um, yeah. I um, I love us. I love us. I, I love, love you. us. Robert, me love you in a Me love you in a girl. <laughs> <laughs> me love you in a girl. Honestly, yeah. y'all, it's season three. We're 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 a we're a year plus on this podcast. It just yeah. feels good, you know. Um, the podcast. I don't know. Has so much joy. Um, yes. <laughs> so much joy. Confusion. <laughs> um, mix up. Blend blend. Um, with a queer twist. With a queer twist. And so much joy. Um, and, and, and truly, um, the thing that makes the podcast beautiful is the connection. Um, yes. and the way that you can connect with us. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, it always comes around the same way that the offering basket comes around every church service. You going to find out how to connect <laughs> with us, girl. And you can connect yes. with us by following us mm-hmm. okay? at social media. Now, some of the girls stopped listening to the podcast at this time, but listen, listen to our shit, okay? Because no. <laughs> spend time talking about it, damn it. We got shit to say, okay? Fuck. Okay? <laughs> uh, you can follow us on social media at Stush and Bush. No D. Never a D. Never a D. And because of COVID, we can't have no D anyway. Um, you know, that's what the girls be saying. But I know for a fact that the girls be getting that D. That is the message that the podcast is putting out. There is no D during COVID. Um, you can find All us right, on fine. Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to also submit questions through Instagram. Or to email us at stushandbushpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, follow us right now. And if you ever want to find one nice little good girl who created a very amazing Christmas menu and will be baking her <laughs> ass off, please follow Queerib Granny on Instagram and Twitter at Queerib. That's queer, Q U E E R E E R I B Granny. With an N-I-E. G-R-A-N-N-I-E. Mm-hmm. You can me follow Robert on Instagram and, and Twitter at Query Granny. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at K-H-A-D-I-E-M-E. That's just Kadeem, baby. And all the girls be saying Kadeem. I accept that as well. <laughs> um, Listen. Um, you but know a lot of the girls us. was hooked on phonics. So Oh yes, bitch. <laughs> it's Kadiem. <laughs> remember that that the the, the, the grade five phonetics on mm-hmm. phonics textbook. What we used to get when we did their primary school. Girl. Nobody can tell me there's something there, girl. The flashcards. Um, yes, and you can't tell me nothing. But follow us. Um, there will be more information. We'll be posting links um on the on, on our on, on this episode's um 
description. Yeah. So follow us, listen to us. We love you. Donate to us because it's the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, also, I want to get a little bonus from a little Christmas check one or have. So, right. Giving Tuesday pass. Peace, brother. Um, listen. But the gag uh, is the girls could, maybe could, might follow me, but there ain't no content on that page, girl. Because I ain't. I ain't got time to be out here posting my shit. Listen, y'all, Listen. I Thanksgiving came and it passed. And yes. I'm pretty sure Thanksgiving was the peak time for all of the content. But it's the way that I was tired um, and did not have the time, did not give a fuck. Like, I, I <laughs> There was a spreadsheet for Thanksgiving. There's going to be a spreadsheet for Christmas. And mm-hmm. I'm telling y'all all right now, I ain't sharing shit. Period. But um, I might share it in the group chat. Girl. So, yes! so join the group chat! So join the group chat, listen, bitch. Girl, <clears throat> listen. I, I've i been off social media for, I, I think, three months now. And it's healthy. It has been a very healthy process. And as I'm slowly... I'm still taking my time reacclimating to social media. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but also, if the slightest inconvenience happens, I delete it again. Screaming. <laughs> but 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 you know it it it's so it's I take take the time that y'all need. Also, yeah. Um, as we reflect on our year and our time together, I also want to thank you all for being an avid listener for the podcast. Because if yes. you reach this, Melovino, if you reach this, Ayasa. <laughs> You were it. Honestly, you the real yourself, content you girl. happens in the outro. And if the girls don't see yes. the outro, then yes. you're not yes. anything. You, you're not real. Um, yeah. So listen to the outro, bitch. Um, yeah. The outro is also where I'm going to say I have two more copies of Radical Acceptance to ship out to the girls this season. So Good. if you want this reading, girl... Do yes. that. If you need a meditation during this season, yes. contact me because I'm here for you. Yes, because I'll also add, I feel like the thing is, the girls be listening to these episodes and they're like, nah, somebody else took the book. But you know what? Y'all are all thinking the same thing. Nobody has taken the book. Right. But one person has taken the book. But y'all got to come and take the book, girl, because <laughs> Radical Acceptance is our most cited piece of work here and you need to read it. <laughs> Okay. Second is Nadia Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> then Keita Miller. I'm then yes! Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Um, Thank you all for being avid listeners. We love you. I yeah. don't want to end this episode, but I am going to end this episode. You know um, what? Ending the episode with time I to wanted go. to end it is the way to end it. So, it is. Farewell, everyone. Love and applesauce. Love you all. See you in season four um, in a couple months. <laughs> in two months. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be back. Bye. 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 Bye.